managing the pandemic of our minds. Finding a spot to rest while the world spins underneath us requires using right thought. From the dhammawiki.com, right thought is the second step on the Buddha's noble eightfold middle path. Thoughts are either words or pictures that form in the mind and which are often accompanied by or give rise to feelings, which in turn may give rise to actions. The Buddha is said to have said, all we are is the result of what we have thought. It's founded on our thoughts. It's made up of our thoughts. Right resolve or right thought is so applicable in today's world. The pandemic has us hearing from everything from leadership idiots suggesting we inject bleach into our bodies to brilliant Google engineers creating protective masks out of snorkel gear and filters used for anesthesia. We hear useful information, scary information, outright lies, and, well, just way too much information and speculation. For myself, recently, a number of news items that made me realize I had to take a personal internal stand on what I was going to listen to, what I was going to act on, and how I was going to live my life. Currently, my coping mechanisms are spiritual practice, friendship, daily life, my cat, rest, and entertainment. When I was in my teens and 20s, one of my main coping mechanisms was to get drunk. Ale was my drink of choice, and after about four of them, Molson Ale from Canada, thank you, I'd be good and drunk. When one is drunk, the inebriation can cause the inner ear to malfunction, thus making a room seem like it's spinning. Besides not drinking, one temporary cure is to lay on a bed and put your foot on the floor. That way you can tell your brain which way is down, where the floor is, and then it can give you a sense of what's not spinning. With our entire reality spinning, seemingly worse every day, we're in need of an understanding of where up is. Right resolve is identified as a resolve to leave home, renounce the worldly life, and dedicate ourselves to spiritual practice. We also think of right resolve as right thought, right intention, or right aspiration. My purpose in this talk is to focus on right thought and how to offer my experience about this landslide of information and how I, for one, am trying to cope with it. Like I said before, there's a plethora of news that keeps coming, and with that, in the news, I'm told there are many choices about how to keep myself safe from the virus. Wipe down groceries, don't wipe down groceries, stand six feet apart, masks, gloves, you know the drill. However, we all have real reasons to be concerned. Our health and care may not be an easy task. Our ability to get things done and our livelihood are affected by these current experiences of suffering. The question is, where is it within our power to become more skillful in order to pay attention to what we return to? And by return to, the teaching is what the mind automatically goes to. It's homing pigeon plates, usually of unrest, so to speak. Is it available to us to be skillful with our own inner right speech or self-talk? Are we allowing thoughts a chance to run wild? Are we taking in a shit list of what could happen, of what's happening in the world? Or are we using our meditation practice in helping us lessening the impact of the thought processes?
While I'm not saying that we have full control over invasive worrisome thoughts, I am asking us to look at what may, we may have control over. Often worry, worry and some forms of thoughts, anxiety for instance, can't be easily mindfully put away. So what about the information of the pandemic are we feeding ourselves? For myself, I look at my psyche as if it were a young child. It's important for me to learn, but not overwhelm and frighten it. What about mindful right thought do I have control over? I personally can't keep on taking in newscast after newscast and medical bulletin after medical bulletin. Ultimately, I'm realizing that to use right thought, I have to make a mindful, skillful decision for myself about what I'll take in and what I'll use. So this is also including what I'll allow this mind to ruminate on and what I won't. One of the things this mind does is wake me up early in the morning and I use a really simple mantra when I'm still in bed. I notice there's a warm cat on top of me. I'm in a bed and there's a Buddha statue on my altar. Then I repeat, cat, bed, Buddha. A simple set of words that keep this mind focused and keep it away from ruminating. More often than not, I actually fall asleep again. If shelter in place is going to be more of a lifestyle, a longer term house guest, so to speak, versus a one night stand, then how do I want to live this life? Will I hole up and see no one? Unlikely. Will I go to large places like Costco? Not very likely. Will there be a mask on my face 24-7? No. But surely when I'm in close proximity. Will I use a system of gloves and sanitizer? Yes. We practice meditation and focusing on our choice of mantra, breath, focal point, or whatever helps keep the focus from allowing the mind to drift because we're training ourselves to be curious about this mind. As we investigate our thoughts, we can ask ourselves, is this thinking benefiting me or others? Are these thoughts creating peace or are they disruptive? Do these thoughts connect me to a calm, loving life or do they separate me from it? Here's the trick, the mind, hmm, tries to play a little foolish game on us. And it tricks us into thinking that if we continue to think more, we might solve our problems. We live in a capitalist society that tells us more is better. We're taught we can think our way out of anything, but we can't. The act of thinking gives us an illusion of somehow controlling something, especially worry as opposed to the expression of mindfulness when we're practicing the letting go of our habitual thinking patterns. Yes, I'm very likely to feel overwhelmed once to a few times a week. And then what am I using, reading, or watching to help this mind refocus? Honestly, playing a game of cards the other day brought a wonderful refocus to this mind. It allowed it to relax. During meditation practice, it's hard to resist the temptation to follow the thought processes, especially if there's some kind of drama running. For myself, it's usually an unpleasant drama. Since thoughts seem so easily to fall into because we come attached to them, we forget to return to the less exciting focus on our mantra, our breath, 
or the focal point of our meditation. But here's what happens. Once we become aware of our thinking process, it's likely then could be the second arrow of suffering. We might then go say, oh, I'm doing something wrong. That's a given. We can practice watching those thoughts arise, ideally like a cloud. For myself, it's sometimes interesting to watch how the thoughts subside as I witness them. We learn that we may have a choice about whether or not to engage in a thought pattern. Developing right thought is not about stopping thinking, but about practicing letting go of habitual thoughts that do not support our wellness. What is it we're feeding the mind? I'm not saying we have to become the perfect mystic and meditate our worries away. I'm wondering if there's a way to create just a little more spaciousness in your mindfulness practice and watch what you allow into the mind. Skillfulness in managing our minds and thoughts is one practice. It's why we call it practice. Our goal isn't to reach somewhere that we're always able to be at, some perfect grounded peace, but to continually use practice, individual practice, group practice, or any tools that help develop our ability to witness and detach. That's it. The simple yet amazing teaching of creating skillfulness that brings us back into this moment in this body with these circumstances. Not always easy, but often less overwhelming and scary than what the mind can make up. There are difficult times happening now. That's a given. The question is, what are we going to put into this mind? What are we going to allow into this mind? And how are we going to find ease in the fact that things are quite spinning? So in closing, three questions. What do you find beneficial in helping ease your thinking patterns these days? Where might you lean in deeper into your practice to create more ease? What could you choose to do to create more spaciousness in life in general? Thanks for listening. I hope this was of use.